Welcome back to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast. My name is Nick Benson, and as always, joined by my brother, Justin Moss. Hi, Nicholas. What's up, Justin? How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm just happy to be here with you. Right. You know? Another week, another glorious uh, time together. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Um, here on the Preserve and Illuminate podcast, we like to talk about being salt and light in a bland and dark world, and uh, we pray that this episode is no different. We have had a few weeks of topics and things to talk about <laughs> got stacked up <laughs> yeah which is like good and bad because i feel like i have so many things to talk about and i don't know if it's for this one or the next right? one so i'm like lord help me or this may be six hour long podcast possibly yeah we're gonna we're gonna you know go against some of those big timers the huh. big time podcasters not really but um i pray this makes sense amen so i'm gonna let you kick it off so that oh. it starts in a way that'll make sense <laughs> And and also, actually, you're just setting the low bar. So when you get it back, when I toss it back to you, it's like, yeah, Nick's Nick's good. He's no good. way. He, he's no been way. with Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, however, let's pray for him. You are too humble, my sir friend. Um, I actually, I want to kick it off to you too because this was uh, this was actually one of the topics that, or actually, it's something you you uh, you mention um, here and there as far as uh, examples. So it makes me curious to find out um, what the Lord wanted you to share based on this topic. And the topic is collateral beauty. Yeah. And something like I said, you like to you you like to mention and use. So I want to I, I want to I want to hear what the Lord put on your heart for this one. All right. Amen. Yeah. So um, collateral people talk about collateral damage. What collateral damage is, and like how bad things can be. And collateral damage is, you know, all over the place because, you know, we're in a a dying, decaying world. Mm. So there's collateral damage. However, God's not a God of collateral damage. He's not a God of those collateral, you know, things that are decaying, but he is uh, a renewing God, right? A saving God. But he's also a God of collateral beauty, meaning that, you know, he brings those, that beauty from ashes. He's able to restore lives he's able to take what the world would throw in the trash and make it for something good so for us to understand that you know it's important to note that you know god is a god of collateral beauty he's not a god of collateral damage i even wrote that down because that's so important for us to remember that what he does he will make all things good right to those who you know who believe in him and we'll get to those verses a little bit later but I want to I want to kind of talk a, about Romans chapter three verses twenty three through twenty six because it gives us a good view of that collateral beauty, right? And it says, starting at verse twenty three, Paul writes, "For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God sent forth as a propitiation by His blood through faith." To demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. So through our faith, we get to recognize, see, and almost like touch and feel that collateral beauty of what our life was when it was collateral damage. All of the collateral damage, all of our sins that happened were freely justified and forgiven 
by what Jesus did on the cross. It's how we embrace that collateral beauty, what we do with that collateral beauty, how we accept, receive, believe, and confess with our mouth about that collateral beauty, and then the change that is witnessed in our life, that's when other people begin to see that God is a God of collateral beauty. All the things that happen bad in this life, if we pay attention, we can see that God is doing a work. He's doing something for good. You know, we talked about um, what happened with that football player. And then, you know, I showed you that picture of what, what the collateral beauty was. You know, the opposing team on the next game was circled up, and these guys were huddled up, holding hands, praying before the game, which is something that, you know, probably was happening before and happens on some games, but it was never that many people. And I've never seen them hold hands. You know, I've never seen them hold hands, which is a closeness and an intention that they're not ashamed of the gospel, but they're seeking the Lord before they go do that. That was some of the collateral beauty. You know, the collateral beauty of, um, of when people go through bad things is the work that God is doing through those bad things where somebody's having what they would call, you know, a, a, a travesty in their lives or something that's just, you know, life-altering, but that's when God meets people the most, Right. And that's something that, you know, we have to, as Christians, make sure that, you know, we are projecting and helping people understand that God is a God of collateral beauty, not collateral damage. There's nothing that is going to happen that he won't turn for good if that's his will. Amen. And that's a, it, I'm, I'm glad you opened it, especially with, with, with Romans, because I love the book of Romans. We both do, right? We, this whole episode may end up all in Romans. <laughs> we might not make it out of yeah, Romans. So, hey, it's a good road to be on, right? <laughs> use of word on purpose there but um romans road in yeah, case you guys didn't get yeah, that yeah, romans road that's when we need sound effects we're working on it i mean they're here <laughs> just you know trying to figure out this some, mic thing some, <laughs> we're still stuck on microphones <laughs> well, we, can, we can't, can't, can't pass the microphones <laughs> oh man but, um you know like i said i appreciate you sharing from rome especially romans 3 because um we do have to realize one what the lord went through um, and then how how ugly that was that he had to endure, but the beauty that came from it. So that's that, that picture of the collateral beauty where it was just like he had to endure um, so much in order for us to get that opportunity to have eternal life, you know, because it only came through him and it only came through that sacrifice. Um, but also um, you mentioned about the, you know, as we go through things and then, seeing at the end that you know say that that pearl that comes from all the 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 tearing and the scratching that's happening inside the 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 clam's mouth right and then that's where the pearl comes from it's created from from that um abrasion and that that roughing up um so something beautiful beautiful comes out of uh, a beating basically you know something that um i'm sure the 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 oyster and the and the the pearl itself didn't want to go through those things in order to create that so it's just like our lives and there's so much stuff and so many like i said there's so many things going through my mind that we can go through but we're not going to get to every example but there's things that we're going through and we go through in life that we're never probably never going to understand it but the the things that he does show us through those and the things that he um, builds up in us through those things is something that other people see, and then we get the 
we get to know and hear that beautiful side of it because then those people share with us and then we're like, oh man, like, you know, that was hard, Lord, to go through that, but at the end you're, you were glorified, glorified so what, what's, what's more beautiful than that? Yeah. You know, because God getting the glory is the end game anyways. It's the whole point, the whole reason we're here right. is to give him all the worship, honor, and glory. Absolutely. And our lives should be witnesses of that. But that's, that's part of that manifesting collateral beauty that happens in people's lives and our lives. Right. Right. Because if you look at Romans eight twenty eight, he says, and we know that all things work together for the good of those, to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get to kind of see the collateral beauty. If an unsaved person is looking at us and they are kind of curious as to why we have joy through the trials, we have joy in those tribulations, right? As we could read in James, like they, it's, it's completely foreign to them, but that's also a witness of, you know, our salvation, right? Of that process of sanctification where we are drawing closer to God and slowly transforming ourselves like into his image and being what he called us to be, being in his will. So, you know, that he, like you said, would get all the glory. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nothing about us. It's all the work that he done. Left alone to our own vices and our flesh, we're wicked. We're, we deserve death, mm. right? But, you know, like we, like, like we read in Romans you know, 23, that's why Jesus came, right. to be that propitiation. Right. And, I, and uh, Romans 8.28 was one of the verses that I actually had. Oh, my bad. No, no it's good because it was... Uh, I can see it's actually next on what you were going to go to anyway, so it's rolling, it's perfect, you know, uh, the Lord's will is always perfect, so, um, and his timing is as well, uh, which is another reminder for the collateral beauty is, um, you know, the, the endurance and the patience that is needed sometimes to, to get to that, be- to get to that pretty side, right, so to see the beauty in it. Romans 8.28, said, like you said, it says, and we know that God causes everything to work together, for the, for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Um, and I couldn't help. So I wanted to get your take on where collateral beauty and where the Lord was leading you. And it's, it's just like, like I said, it's always awesome to see us line up with things because we don't talk ahead of time as far as what we're going to share. Um, but the thing that um, I couldn't help but think about when, when this topic was brought up was, was uh, childbirth. Right. Like. Like my wife, our wives are the women have to go through uh, so much like pain and even from the start, not not necessarily during just delivery alone. Right. Like their their bodies change, like everything they go through a lot. There's a there's a baby in there. Yeah. That's what I like to say. There's a human in there. Yeah. It's something growing. (laughs) Someone else is growing inside of them. Yeah. Because it is a person. Yeah. From the conception to. Mm To the delivery so there's no debate about that so Ooh. um yeah i said we were going to cancel at some point it's uh, nice knowing you guys yeah <laughs> nice knowing it was worth it though it was, it was so power, worth it power off <laughs> um but no you can't there's, there's a balloon over my house what yeah. does that mean <laughs> <laughs> uh but you know so like i said i i couldn't help but think of childbirth and and you know also a shout out to my wife thinking of of beauty i feel like we you know we have to remi- remember to always tell our wives that they're beautiful and every day and remember and remind them that they uh they are our beautiful wives mm-hmm. and uh so i love you and Aww. yeah sorry i had to take a little Aww. selfish plug 
<laughs> but I couldn't help but talk about beauty and not talk about my wife. Amen. Um, but but of the childbirth and then her, you know, the things that she had to endure in order to grow the human. You know, she didn't have to do the work as far as what God was doing, but she still had to endure that the the, the baking process, right? Because there's a baby <laughs> in the oven. Uh, and then so then the the process and and enduring of delivery mm-hmm. and. But then as it got closer and closer to delivery, things got more and more intense. And then there was delivery. And then it was all of that was forgot. Yeah. Didn't even matter what the last nine months was like. Right. Because now you have your child in your hand. Yeah. And there was, there's nothing, you know, and I'm not speaking for my wife. I could speak from the side of the dad. But, like, there was nothing more beautiful than that I've seen on the earth because I saw what my wife had to go through and I saw how strong she was through it all. And then the delivery, the redemption after it was so worth all of the trial. Yeah. Especially for us, you know, cause it was, it was tough for us. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle was real. The struggle was so real. Oh, poor us. <laughs> poor us. <laughs> poor us. <laughs> oh man. Now we're going to get canceled by our wives. By our wives. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're you're right. Um, and you know, I'm a big and 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 Marlo will vouch for me, right? I'm not I'm not lying here. But I, I I tell her she's beautiful every single day, multiple times a day. Uh, and us as husbands, you know, we 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 should be telling our wives that one because I know my wife is beautiful. Mm. Uh, but that's 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 the wife that God gave me. He, right. you know, and this is gonna sound weird, and I don't care. But that's the woman that God made for me. Amen. And that's, and, and, and you know, it's going to sound possessive, but that's mine, right? <laughs> hey. That's my wife, right? And I, and I, and, and, and I love her so much. Um, but it's important that we remind our wives that they are beautiful, mm-hmm. that, you know, that we love them um, just as Christ loved the church, that sacrificial, unconditional love. Uh, and it, it's got to be from the heart. You do have to have that before you say it. Yeah. Um, but it's easy to say to and live out when you, when it is true in your heart. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I really love that you said that. And then also like the endurance part of what anything we go through in trial, right. That's a, that's probably one of the greatest examples of collateral beauty mm. because, you know, I've never carried a baby in my stomach before, but I've seen a couple people go through it and it, it, it doesn't look like it's fun mm. and it kind of sucks. And then you have to, and then that thing has to come out of you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But somehow, like somehow. somehow every mom that gets to hold their baby for the first time, like smiles and, and they say it's all worth it. And, you know, I mean, I, we would have one kid if I had to have a baby because I would never go through that again. Mm. Right. But, you know, moms do that because they see that, you know, and that that bond with their kids that they've had inside of their stomach, their, their body for so long um, and what it does to their body, you know, even during childbirth and then, you know, coming out like and they see that that's the collateral beauty. All of the things that we went through led to this. Right. And that's why it's a great example of of what collateral beauty is right. for, for me, because. Like, as God kind of brought this to my heart and to my mind, you know, I've been talking about this for, you know, several, several months, maybe even like a full year because of everything that that's happened in the past, like three years, like collateral, people are like collateral damage, you know, COVID did this supply chain did this, you know, inflation did this, you know, uh, your war did this, like all these things that people are talking about, like what the collateral damage is, but we're just looking at 
all these things that we think are bad, and then we're denying the fact that God can make everything good, all things, right? It doesn't say some things. We know that all things work together for the good, mm. all things. So that means every single thing is collateral beauty, all of it, because God's going to work it out to the good. It's not going to be what we want. Right. It's going to be in his will, mm. but his will is perfect, right. undefeated. So maybe, you know, us as Christians, us as men, we just focus on that collateral beauty and stop worrying about the collateral damage. Yeah. So I think a big word there is trust. Yeah. So we have to trust there's a beauty through whatever you're going through. And I wrote down that trust doesn't require an explanation. So God doesn't have to... God doesn't necessarily have to explain what he's doing at all. Sometimes he gives us the revelation and gives us a direction, but he doesn't have to explain anything. Mm. And that, you know, that, you know, as a, as a father, that's how I was picturing because my kids tend to ask why or can't I? And it's like, no, I'm, I'm, I, you know, and I can't, I have to get out of the, the way of saying I'm the dad, and I said so because I'm the dad, you know, because that's that's only goes so far, and they're you know they're not really listening to you at that point. But there is an authority, like a you know, there is some. They have to respect the authority of their parents, right? But they have to also they have to also be willing to trust that their parents are telling them something for their good, not for something just because they want to give them a hard time or make them work harder. And as a kid, you know, I was once one and still act like one in some ways. Uh, I thought I just heard Audrey say amen. (laughs) I heard it in my ear right now. (laughs) Oh, man. But, you know, as I I could tend to not, um, I could tend to do the same thing. Like, why, God? Like, why, why, why did you put this on our plate? Why did you put what seems like a mountain in the way, you know, but do I trust him? Because if I do, then that faith, the size of a mustard seed can move that mountain. That's what the Bible says. So it's, again, do, the trust that we have does not require an explanation because our trust is in God, who Amen. is truth. Amen. And the truth is undefeated, like, as well, right? Absolute, I was thinking about this yesterday, like, just that word absolute, a lot of people don't understand, like, what that word means. Some people but, think it's a vodka. <laughs> wow, Nick. <laughs> we are going to break out into prayer for our brother Nick right now. Right? <laughs> but you're right. Absolutely. Like, people don't think about what that word means, but absolute is, like, the center point between a negative and a positive. So it doesn't matter which way you go, it's a center point. Right. That's the truth. It's absolute, undefeated, untouchable, always wins every single time. And that's who Jesus is. That's who our God is. Mm. And that's what we should be looking for as we see what things are going on in our lives. What is absolute in this? Mm-hmm. Right. And it's that trust. Like, do we trust that, you know, all things do work for the good? And if we do, then we should live as such. Right. We should walk and live as such. It is super easy to say right now on this podcast. <laughs> Right. It's harder to do in life when you're going through it. True. There's no doubt. Right. We're not we're not speaking from a position of a victory, but we do know the one who holds the victory Amen. and we'll rest in that. Right. Um, you 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 said about that question. Why? So um, Jordan, I think Jordan had like a joke. My son, Jordan, had a joke on on his mind 
Uh, but then I kind of like blew his mind and he never even told me the joke. So like we're driving back home from his basketball game and he's like, uh, he's like, uh, he's like, dad, what's the one question that doesn't need an answer? And I looked at him and I said, why? And he was like, what? <laughs> and, and when you said that, I thought about that because he was like, uh, <laughs> stumped him. Boom. Uh-huh. That was an old dad mic drop right there. Dad dad knowledge right there. (laughs) Trust the dad. Like I shook the foundations, right? Um, (laughs) Because, you know, kids, like you said, kids are always asking why. And I just like, I shut down every why question for the rest of his life. Yeah, why? (laughs) You just said it doesn't need an answer. Yeah. Oh, Poor Jordan. I mean, yeah, right? Pray for him, guys. (laughs) That kid stuck with me for at least another five years. (laughs) Oh, that's too good. But, um. Real quick, I wanted to, to, to read out of Isaiah um, chapter 61, and then I'm going to read verses 1 through 4. Now, the, 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 the title of this section, as it is in my Bible, says, The Good News of Salvation. Um, I, I'd really, I would love to read the whole chapter to you guys, but it won't, I, if we get into it that far, we'll never end this podcast. I'm just going to read <laughs> verses 1 through 4. So it says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. And there's three ways that the spirit could be with you. This is upon. Okay, so just keep that in mind. Um, Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and to open the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaven, heaviness, heaviness, excuse me, that they may call, be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And they shall rebuild old ruins. They shall rise up the former desolations. And they shall repair the ruined city. The desolations of many generations. A lot of prophecy talked about here that we probably won't be able to get into. But point being that God is the God of collateral beauty. All these things that are negative that are happening, God already had a plan for Israel as they were going through it to raise them back up, to build a new Jerusalem. Like he already has all of these things planned and ordered, no matter what we do, no matter what happens, right? No matter what we do right now, it's still going to happen. We, first of all, we can't stop it. Mm-hmm. But second of all, like it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be glorious, mm-hmm. right? You, you think about like, a, you know, in a couple of songs, you, you, you hear the, you know, the, the beauty for ashes, mm-hmm. right? You know, and it's, it's kind of like a, uh, uh, an interesting phrase, but if you understand like when ashes were used, it's crazy because they would use that in the time of mourning and they would cover themselves with ashes and sackcloth and they would mourn and weep and wail and throw themselves like they would just, they would lose their mind if we saw it happen today. And that was like the lowest moment of their lives. But God's like, hey, guess what? I can turn that into beauty, beauty yeah. right? Mind blown. Mind blown. That's cool. Yeah, as you're reading those verses, I was thinking of the song. Like, dun, 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 dun. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Nick. Keep going. All right. No. <laughs> if I remember the lyrics, I would, actually. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, we, like you said, there, 
beautiful set of verses to remind us in those those times of 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 trial of despair of of times of unknowing um jeremiah 29 11 you know mm-hmm. popular verse right for i know the plans i have for you says the lord they are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope so that you know we we have the lord's given you promises throughout his word for us all to to grab onto some are ones that everybody knows like a jeremiah 29 11 some are ones that are a little more personal that speak to you directly that only you would understand why you uh, remember that verse. Um, but that's how intimate God is with us. He's speaking to us directly. It's not a uniform thing. It's not a group thing. Yeah, we come together in fellowship and worship, but at the same time, it's not about that. It's an individual walk that is not going to be easy. And life isn't easy. Life is, is difficult, whether you're a Christian or whether you're not, because ultimately this world is doomed and cursed, so it's not going to be easy. Yeah, you can like numb things and try to distract yourself enough to where things don't matter, but that also gets old. I've been there, done that, where you try to do things and replace things, but then you find yourself still at a bottom point. Think of celebrities. They find themselves at a bottom point when they're told they're on top of the world, right? So it's like, try to figure that out. And it's because there's only one top and there's only one right and there's one, only one up, you know? So it's like, no matter what the world tries to tell you and direct you, there's still only one absolute truth, like you were saying. And to use that preg- the, the pregnancy and birth analogy again, like that's kind of what our walk is, right? So if you like... You're born again. That's like, you know, through the pregnant, you know, getting pregnant, so you're born again. And then the pains and the differences that your body goes through is all about how hard life is and able to, you know, the enduring you'll have to do in order to walk that walk at that point. Then as con- contractions increase, that purifying process, like those, those things that happen to us is for a purpose. So, like, it's a, it's a purifying. It's to remove something. It's to focus something. It's to glorify God and... Uh, for someone else to see there's a purifying happening you know because contractions aren't just for the woman going through it right everyone knows that you're going through contractions and and child labor right Uh, and then after that is the delivery so that's the salvation that's the redemption when we complete this mission in this race on earth and we see our, our 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 lord and savior face to face that's that delivery and there's no other worries who cares what life was because now we have eternal life Amen. A new creation. Yeah. A new creation. Yeah. Again, like a great, a great example of what that collateral, that collateral beauty is. Because we do go through that sanctification process, that shaping, that molding. We're being refined by the fire sometimes, but that's how that gold is purified, right? That's how that dross is raised to the top and able to get scooped out so that what is left is pure, right? It's pure, undefiled, right? And that's something that you know, we're, we're going to continue to go through until we get to the other side, uh, until we get to heaven. But on this side of heaven, like we, we should try to hold fast to the memories of these things and what God's done so far in our lives. Like we can't, we can't forget that. Mm-mm. And then looking forward, you know what I mean? Like I mentioned, you know, out of Proverbs, like the, 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 the Lord should order our steps. We can make plans, but the Lord should order our steps, mm-hmm. right? So we... We as, as, as Christians also 
have to be mindful of those things too because as as we make plans and they don't go our way we can't get caught up in the collateral damage we have to say hold on maybe i caused some of this collateral damage and let me see where god's collateral beauty is right fall on our knees seek the lord and then follow in his path that he has ordered not necessarily what our plans were that adaptability which is you know a, a secular word but that adaptability is so important in our christian walk because god created everything that we are for a certain reason for a certain purpose we're here right now hearing and talking about this because he's got something to do we just need to find out what that is mm-hmm. that's good too because you have to then take into you know effect and into like your actual thought process of what those things could be you know what what things are we going through or dealing with that maybe are caused by ourselves first secondly what thing what are we going through that ultimately God's trying to get our attention on and three what are we going through that he's trying to get someone else's attention during because it's all three sometimes. Yeah. I, I'm sure <laughs> in a perfect plan that we can't even fathom how many. Maybe there's four or five or True. six. You know what I mean? Again, you're right. <laughs> I was putting God in a box. Shame on you, I just you, like Nicholas. threes. I think you like threes, too. Actually. I do. We've talked about that. You know it. You know it. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry, God, for trying to enumerate you. Because you're innumerable. And, you know, I've, I've read a couple of times when, you know, people start numbering things. <laughs> God's got something for him. It's okay. I'm about to be smitten. <laughs> Smote. <laughs> Smoten. <laughs> I still love that word. Uh, <laughs> we're getting caught up on that word. <laughs> All right. Um, real quick, I wanted to talk about Genesis chapter 50, um, specifically verse 20. Um, because Joseph, this is about Joseph. Joseph's life um, was such like a tough, a tough life. And even, even at his peak and his prominence and everything that he had done, he still had this pain and this desire to be, to be with his family. He's finally united with his family. He reveals himself to them, and it blesses them the whole entire time. But once he reveals himself to them and then their father dies, the brothers are worried. They're like, okay, we treated Joseph so bad. He's going to come back, and, and, and he's, going to, he's going to seek vengeance on us. But Joseph captures them, not captures them, but captures their attention, and basically says one of the, one of the best scriptures in, in, in the Bible of all time, just because of what it says. Um, and I'll read it to you, and then we can talk about it a little bit more. But it says, but as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. In order to bring about, as it is this day, to save many people alive. That verse means us today, right now. It meant his brothers at the time. Less about a physical salvation and more about a spiritual salvation. But the saving that he was giving them, the whole point that his brothers came um, to him was that they didn't even know it was him. But the whole reason they came to Egypt was to get food. Mm -hmm. They needed food. They needed like what we would call that, that physical, sub, yeah. yeah. What they did not know is they were going to have an encounter with their brother and their brother was going to bless them through Pharaoh because of everything that he went through to get to the point where he was, that he was going to be able to save his family and pretty much, you know, kind of 
protect Israel as a whole because of all the things that he went through. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's that's one of my favorite examples of like what collateral beauty is, because Joseph recognizes in that moment where his wrath, his flesh could have wiped out all of his brothers and said, nah, everybody but Benjamin, you guys are done. Mm-hmm. Right. But he didn't. Right. He had the heart of God and said, don't worry about it. I have a relationship with God. And what you guys meant for evil, God meant for good. Check this out. We're going to move us all here. We're going to have this great land. Like he, it's amazing. Sorry. No, it's crazy because like he ultimately forgave and saved the ones that hated him. Yeah. So he like is that literal picture of Jesus before Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Like where he he came in and put everything aside and still showed grace and mercy to the ones that literally tried to get rid of him or kill him off, yeah. where they were like, we, we don't like you so much that <laughs> we're, we're going to take your life right, or sell you into slavery. Right. Is, is, was their compromise? Right. Right? Because like, they were going to kill him, but it was like, oh, we can't kill him. Oh, let, let's throw him in a pit. Oh, we can't leave him in a pit. Let's, let's you know, sell him to slavery. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good idea for your little brother. Like, yeah. Good job, guys. Yeah. And we, you know, it's, it's crazy because you bring up that verse, and that's a verse that we've been using at home a lot lately, too, because things tend to happen, and we, we, as we trust the Lord, we see him reveal things that people, or that things were necessarily trying to come against us, and maybe we didn't know why for the moment. Some of the things we still don't know why, uh, but like I, like I said, that's why I'm, I'm really learning how to believe like learning how to understand that things that i may go through personally are not always for me it might be for someone that's watching me go through it mm-hmm. or maybe it's someone that i'm going to need to minister to in the future because they're going to go through something similar mm-hmm. and maybe their faith isn't um maybe their faith walk was different than mine or maybe their seasons in a different season where it's a little more intense for them and they'll need another brother that can maybe come come next to them so and that's that's that that removing yourself out of situations um and you know and i can't help but picture like right before right at the darkest night of night right what happens right after that that's when the sun peaks right that's when dawn's coming yeah so that makes me always think of that psalm i think it's in uh, chapter 30 talks about um that joy comes in the morning um, and my wife, she has, you know, some like allergy stuff that she's, um, taking care of or trying to get taken care of. And, and it, sometimes it seems like the things, the symptoms are worse, even though she's getting the treatments and stuff. And, uh, and a nurse told her, um, sometimes the symptoms get worse before they get better. And I was like, yeah, easy for you to say, right? Like, uh, I'm sure my, my wife, cool thought the same, yeah, the, my wife thought the same thing. But we all, it is, a, it is, a, it is a, a heart check of trying to remember that God is in control. So something, he's doing something in and through this. Mm. But yes, life may get more difficult before it gets better because the joy comes in the morning. So you still have to endure the night in order to see that. Yeah, amen. And I'm glad you brought that verse up too, right? Um, because joy... Joy does come in the morning, but can you make it through the night, right? Mm-hmm. Can you make it through the night? Well, of course we can, right? Of course we can. It's just 
where our heart, where our mind is, where our flesh is, you know, when we're in the moment, like all these bad things that are happening, like it all sucks. Like this is just so bad. Like why, why me? And the enemy starts playing with our emotions and our heart and our mind. And the next thing we know, like we're kind of creating enough room for the enemy to kind of get maybe a little bit of a foothold for a small period of time. Mm-hmm. But when that sun rises, we're like, oh, God, you got me. Yeah. You got this, right? Oh, and he's so faithful to do that. Amen. Amen. He's so faithful. And I can't, I, I, I couldn't even count, you know, with the largest calculator, like how many times it's been that way. And then it reminds me of what a fool I am. Like, why, why can't I trust him? Like, what's wrong with me? You know? Because we're still a child still. I'm just saying. Just saying. All right. Um, I wanted to bring up like a closing portion, at least for me, um, because this ties to the will of God and the best collateral beauty that has taken place ever. Um, But what we should do because of that, because collateral beauty, what God is doing in our lives, how he speaks and ministers to, to us in these situations, how he meets us, where he meets us and why he meets us, are all for a purpose. Like he has a will, a purpose for us to honor and glorify him with the talents and abilities that we've been given. But we have to do that. We have to take those steps of faith. Um, But Matthew chapter 28, um, verses 18 through 20, and this is where the great commission is is, is brought forth. So the, 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 the best collateral beauty was what happened on the cross, where a lot of people we're looking at the collateral damage, including the disciples, those who were closest to Jesus, including his mom, were like, this is the worst thing that has ever happened, right? Where Mary's saying, my son is dead. The disciples are saying, our leader is dead. All is lost. All hope is lost. Collateral damage, right? But the greatest collateral beauty is the resurrection, right? When Jesus comes back, right? Um, but as he does, he gives this charge to, to, to the disciples. So it says, and Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And I love how the last word is amen. 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 Let it be. Let it be. Right? Let it be. But that's something that when we're looking at all of the things that are taking place, what Jesus did on the cross already took care of it. It's already done. It's finished. We win. Absolute win. Victory. Hmm. I'm blown away that you brought that up and even ended with that because um, that's where I wanted to end up on closing note too is not that exact verse, but oh. Revelation 17 oh, yeah, to prove go. that we are the winners. All right. Um, but I did also want to encourage James 1, 2 through 4, just to go with the collateral beauty, just to lead into this verse in Revelation. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, when trouble, troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow, so let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. So the faith being tested, we have to have trust in that, you know, in what God's done for us, but also know that it's for a purpose, and we're going through it for a purpose. And Revelation seventeen fourteen it says, Together they will go to war against the Lamb, but the Lamb will defeat them, because He is the Lord of all lords, 
and the king of all kings, and his called and chosen and faithful ones will be with him. And I just, for some reason, really held on to that verse because not only does God win, good wins, Jesus wins, the light wins, the light kills all darkness, and he not only is king of kings and lord of lords, but he makes sure to mention that his called and chosen and faithful ones will be with him. Mm. That means us. If you believe in him and you're faithful through those trials and stay focused on that collateral beauty, we're going to be with him as he's conquering and ruling and reigning forever. And it's like, that's like, to me, kind of not only mind-blowing, but so encouraging to look forward and motivating to look forward to what he's doing and what he's got planned rather than what's going on right now. Amen. Right? Amen. Uh, actually. Got? No, Hit me with it. What All you right. got? Um, we have like a little thing that we need to solve <laughs> on the podcast. There's an ongoing debate. Actually, yeah, good for you. Nice, nice try. Yeah, I almost got out of it. There's an ongoing debate about two different seasonings and which one is better. So uh, we encourage you guys to give us your opinion. We're going to show you the seasoning. We're also going to blind taste this with Nick. To find out, because he, he's a little bit confused, folks, so just, just pray for him. All right, so we'll pull those out. So I have to close my eyes or what? you got to close your eyes. All right, so we have Lowry's, and then we have Morton's, both of these seasonings. I've never you seen could, that one. That's okay. That's okay. You see it now. You could tell <laughs> there's nothing left of Morton's. <laughs> And That's then a shame. Lowry's is completely full because it was just a, a mistake buy. Like, didn't even mean to do wow. it, but it's stuck I in my house. I will take it home afterwards. <laughs> and you will. <laughs> Sold. Winner. <laughs> We're going to have Nick blind taste these to find out which one he thinks is better. All right? What are you doing? So how am I supposed to do this? Like, turn around? No, you just got to close your eyes. You trust me? Do you trust me? <laughs> I, That's hey. why I didn't want to do this. <laughs> you close your eyes, Nicholas. All right, go ahead. All right, be obedient. Be obedient. Oh, this one's not even open. <laughs> this well, is great. Gave it, away. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter which one I give you. You won't know. Look at this. It's brand new. Like, seriously. Did I got you it. buy I, it for this? I think you bought it for I this. I promise I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I should check the date. Make sure it's not expired. Make it sick. You guys won't see me next episode. Uh, Chewy will be filling in. <laughs> <laughs> Ate some bad Larry's. <laughs> I mean, it was just bad anyways. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Close your eyes, Nicholas. Hater. That's a lot. I'm sorry. That's a lot. Keep your eyes closed. Just be careful when you lick it. Go ahead. Eat Go it. ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you ate that all? I don't know. Okay. All right. You gotta, I guess you got to give me the other hand. No peeking. Did Try you just peek right now? No. You promised? Right. Yeah. Oh, a little man, bit less so on that. so salty. Little bit, I mean, I gave you a lot. I can't believe you ate all that. <laughs> all right. Oh, You're my good. goodness. You're good. There's You're stuff good. on there? Man, I'm still so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you should have. Oh, man. Coffee's like the palate cleaner. That last one has a little more kick to it. Yeah. I don't know. Left or right? Is that a political decision? It, I mean, <laughs> if everything else is. I have is, to say right then at that point. Don't twist my arm, man. I mean, you did it. Oh, uh, man. 
I ate more of the right ones, so I'll say right. Okay. Maybe Folks, you put less that's Morton's. <laughs> Was it? Woo! Uh, I'm out of here. <laughs> Problems of the world solved. <laughs> you want a napkin? No. napkin real quick? We can finish. All right. All right. <laughs> My hand open. So obviously we want your guys' opinion too. Nick, Nick, Nick just got, uh, got a revelation. Salt and light. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Mm. All right, let's go ahead and that pray so, so Nick can wash now his hands. I'm salty. <laughs> Dear Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for blessing us and watching over us. Thank you for giving us this opportunity and even chance to talk about you and what you uh, spoke to us and continue to speak to us. I pray that you give us the, the strength um, and courage to endure those things that we may be going through now or maybe uh, going through in the future. I pray for those listening that they also have that strength and courage to do so. We thank you for all that you do for us. We thank you for giving us uh, that eternal hope for um, something to look forward to and something to grab and hold on to uh, during those storms and uh, through those trials and tests, Lord. We thank you for the testings, and I pray that we're all faithful and obedient uh, through those and in order to grow and, and uh, be better and um, used by you, but more of an uh, available vessel for those things that uh, glorify you and that um, in order to, to reach people and to give them that hope as well that, that we have. We thank you for all that you do. We thank you for our families, and we look forward to what you have in store for us as you draw us closer to yourself this week. We love you. We thank you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And don't forget, Jesus loves you, and so do we.